everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is August 5th. It's 2020, and we have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, another MLB pod. Let's see if we can help the people make some money. Yeah, I was uh, so far like my my Tuesday slate's going really well. So we'll see. I have a lot of angels still coming, and I don't, you know, I you know my boy just gave up a couple home runs uh, for Oakland. So or no, no, he didn't. I was just kidding. Um, he keeps striking people out. So I, I for some reason I like had Oakland and the Padres playing each other. But anyway. Uh, so, yeah, um, obviously a lot to go on there, but uh, we're recording early, night before, like we have been doing, and um, hopefully, you know, giving you guys a first look that, you know, you can appreciate and help you um, get going for this slate. So, um, if I sound different, I had some teeth work done today on Tuesday, and my mouth is killing me, so Will's going to be doing a lot of the talk, and he just doesn't know it yet, so uh, <laughs> that's why I bring in the big guns um, on Wednesdays, but 10-game slate, a lot to talk about. Let's jump right in. We got Twins and Pirates, um, Rand- Randy Dobinak against Trevor Williams. Um, any interest here in Dominic? Uh, Maybe a little. I mean, I I feel like he can go out there, especially if he if he happens to get uh, an increased pitch count. He, he could possibly go out and do some damage, I think, for the price. Uh, I think he's cheap enough. I mean, the last game out against Cleveland, five five innings, 4Ks, got the win. You know, if he could stumble into a six-inning game and get four or five strikeouts, uh, I think that could help him. Uh, only gave up three hits, two, two walks, not too bad. So I, I, I think he's okay. Uh, probably SP2 on DK and then maybe a value pitcher on FanDuel if you're trying to load up the bats. Yeah, like he's inducing a ton of ground balls. I was shocked to see him pitch over 90 pitches in his last outing. Um, Did not see that coming. Like the reason that I have interest is the Pittsburgh Pirates are terrible. I know you like to look at like runs per game by team. I'm guessing the Pirates are bottom five because – Oh, you know, I have it pulled up. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't even need to look. I know the Pirates have been awful this season. So, like, that's my interest. He's 7,200. You know, we have some guys that we can pay up for on the slate that make some sense. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's definitely in play as an SP2 on the slate. Um, and then on the other side of this game, Trevor Williams – Really, really struggling against lefties and righties. Um, you know, strikeout rate under 19%. Swinging strike rate sitting around average. Um, do you have any interest in Williams? Uh, no, sir. Not against the Twins. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be a big X button. Yeah, uh, he's not going to be in my player pool either. I, I like this spot uh, for the Twins. Let's talk bats. Let's talk Twins bats. Um, you know, Kepler, Polanco, Cruz, Rosario, all these guys um, seem to be in good spots here, and they're all under 5K over there on DraftKings. Yeah, man, definitely going to be a good spot for him. Uh, I mean, I think I think you may want to try to get some exposure uh, to them. Obviously, you got a couple other games that I think people are going to be interested in, but I definitely think they could be uh, slate-breaking if everything broke their way. I will plug this in because, you know, I think it's relevant. On FanDuel, they're just – 
so much cheaper. Uh, these guys just don't get priced up. I mean, everybody's pretty much under 4K except for Nelson Cruz, and everybody else is either, you know, around the $3,200 range or unless, unless you're like Luis Arias, who's 2400 Everyone's just so cheap. So I I really like this team, and, and if FanDuel's not going to price them up, you just need to keep playing them every day. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, love the Twins. Definitely going to stack the Twins on the slate. Um, as far as the Pirates go, Bell one-off, maybe. Like, you know, I'm not stacking the Pirates. They've been terrible to start the year. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, honestly, and Bell is cheap on FanDuel as well. Like, he's starting to get into that territory where I think if you're multi-entering, you may need to just plug him in, you know, at a, at a minor percentage because he's 2900 But – because this team is so awful, he, I mean, he doesn't really have anybody to bring home. So, you know, if he hits a solo shot, who cares? Uh, so, yeah, I like, I like Bell, but this team as a whole just pretty much mainly going to be a pass. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I don't see myself really going too crazy with this one. So, um, moving on, we got the Reds and Indians – it's going to be TJ and note a not um, Antone maybe uh, a trout just hit a home run. Baby narrative is a real thing. Everybody that. So I hope Blender, <laughs> I hope Blender is listening uh, because he gave me so much crap on the podcast yesterday about wanting to pay six K for trout. Anyway. Um, anyway, TJ and note um, and tone. Maybe I don't know. I'm tired and I'm on medication. Um, against Mike Clevenger, any interest here in TJ? I'll, I'll call him Antone. <laughs> TJ Antone. Let's go with that. Um, That's what it looks like. I mean, honestly, I, I'll put it to you like this. I have minor interest. Let me tell you why. You know, we're talking about these runs per game. What if I told you, <laughs> as of the last reporting, Cleveland was ranked 30th in the league. Now, do I think they're going to stay at 30? No. But right now, Cleveland is averaging 2.55 runs per game. Uh, you know, so I, I think this kid could be viable uh, as just, you know, kind of somebody you play and try to squeeze a few bats in. Uh, I don't necessarily want to do it because because of the game environment and the fact that I know this team could go off any at any time. But just the sheer fact that Cleveland is cold right now, man. I, I don't know what's going on. Outside of uh, Jose Ramirez having a really huge, you know, two-home run game, I think, two Sundays ago, they've just been cold. I mean, for them to be worse than Pittsburgh in terms of run scored is, is really baffling. So that's my reason for the interest. He's 4K. I just I, – I don't think he's going to pitch deep here. Um, no. In the minor league levels, he really hasn't shown, like, big strikeout stuff. You know, we've only seen him in the major leagues for four and a, four and a third. Um, so, like, none of his stuff really projects to be above average. Fastball's not above average. Curveball's not above average. Changeup's not above average. So, you know, I, I get it. I understand the, you know, the reasoning. I actually think it's, Cleveland It's just could, 4K. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I think the Cleveland stack's actually a little interesting here today. So, we'll talk about that in a second, hopefully – this could be the breakout of the rut spot. Uh, Clevenger on the other side, you got a Reds team that is a mixed bag as far as like strikeouts um, and upside. Do you have any interest here in Clevenger? 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I have some slight interest. Um, this team, like you said, they're a mixed bag. Maybe I'm afraid of a Mustakas home run or something like that. But overall, I mean, if you look at the numbers, man, Clevers a 33% K rate, 3.18 XFIP. Uh, doesn't keep the ball on the ground as much as some of the, the higher ground ball pitches. Like some guys are up in that, you know, 52, 54% range. He's at 42%, which obviously isn't bad, especially when you, you know, put the fact that he's got his strikeout stuff in there. So I, I don't mind it. I mean, he's, you know, he's got pretty, pretty good velocity on the fastball. Um, you know, and obviously these guys can hit, but you look at these whiff percentages if you're in plate IQ, while some of these guys have the ISO numbers, you know, uh, they can still strike out a bunch. So on, on that particular pitch that he throws most frequently to lefties. So I like him here. I, I think he's going to be fine. And I think you'll have to, you know, really decide how you're going to build your lineups because he is going to be one of the more expensive pitchers today. Yeah, like I, I want to see what the ownership's going to look like. Or a lot of people are going to be looking at him, or a lot of people are going to be looking at uh, Darvish against Kansas City. So, and then like we even have like Dylan Bundy against Seattle. So like we have options in this price range today. So um, I, I like him. You know, when you're looking at a guy with a 33% K rate, like you have to have interest. Uh, do you have any interest in the Reds bats? Uh, like I said, you know, maybe outside of a. Bustakas one-off or something like that. Not exactly. Um, like I said, and even Bustakas doesn't really have the power numbers here. It's really just more uh, hard contact. So I, I don't think I'll have too many reds. I, I don't see anyone that's standing out that just screams, I need to play them. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Bustakas, I'm pretty sure, is banged up right now. So he might not even be in the game um, So or in the lineup. I'm pretty sure um, – he had like a quad injury or something during the game. Mm -hmm. um, and then on again. the Cleveland side, any interest in the Cleveland side here? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if you're going Cleveland, man, you just take the usual suspects and hope they can break out. I mean, they're facing a righty. You know, if this guy is going to be underwhelming in this particular start, then I mean, Hernandez, Ramirez, Lindor, Santana, uh, you probably want to start with them. And then, um, you know, just kind of mix and match a, a few other pieces. Fr uh, Franny, uh, Reyes, he's been playing pretty much every day. So I'm expecting him to play. Maybe you mix a little bit of him in, mix a little bit of uh, Domingo Santana in there. But those top four, uh, Hernandez, Ramirez, Lindor, Santana, I think those are guys that, you know, if you like it, you can definitely get some exposure to it. The other thing that I'll say about, like, Antone's first start is he faced a ton of righties. Um, that's not going to be the same case here. He's going to face probably six or seven lefties. Um, uh, Jose Ramirez, Lindor, Santana, um, if you want to go with the right-handed Reyes in a righty-righty matchup, um, you know, you definitely look at that too. So, um, yeah. And, I mean, he I went like, four innings. He went four innings against right? the Cubs, you know, 4.15 Ks, gave up a home run. I mean, not – That was the only hit he allowed too. Yeah, not terribly bad. Um, sixty-nine pitches. I mean, I, I take sixty-nine pitch. I take seventy pitches for four K, with how cold Cleveland has been, and, and just kind of roll the dice. If I'm multi-entering, I think I think I get a little a little bit of exposure in the event that Cleveland is just not seeing the ball real well right now. All right, moving on. We got um, Toronto and Atlanta. Ryu against Sean Newcomb. Um, any interest here in Ryu? Oh, 
Man, I I don't think I can do it against the Braves. I, I just don't think it's the optimal play. Yeah, look, the Braves could easily put up a donut as baseball, but I think I'd take my chances with other pitchers. Yeah, he hasn't pitched well to start the season either. Um, he's allowed eight runs in nine innings. Um, you know, you, you can you can look at the percentages there. You know, there are some strikeouts in this lineup. Matt Adams left the game early with a hamstring injury on Tuesday, but he wasn't going to be in the lineup anyway. It's probably going to be like Adam Duvall hitting DH or Austin Riley hitting DH. So you add a right-handed power bat in there anyway. So for me, on Ryu, um, I just I don't love the spot. I think that he's a good pitcher. He hasn't pitched well to start the season yet. Um, you know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you know not playing pitchers against the Braves and then. Sean Newcomb, I think he's a little interesting here. You know, obviously he trips over himself all the time with his walks, but, you know, I rolled out Max Freed a lot on Tuesday. I like lefties against Toronto. Uh, it's boom bust, and I think this is a, a spot at 6K. Like, 6K, you know, you obviously are worried about, like, the pitch count, but, like, throw strikes, and I don't think the pitch count would be an issue. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and like you said, he's 6K or DK. 5,800 on FanDuel, which is, I mean, really, really cheap if you're really trying to get that. I don't think you need to do that today. Like, I don't, I don't think that's uh, something you have to do, but I, I, I wouldn't be mad at you if you did. And, I mean, like I said, he hasn't really pitched well, but the Atlanta pitchers have kind of been on somewhat of a leash. Like, he only went, you know, three innings the first game, I think four innings the second game, if, if that's correct. So, uh, I'm – I, I don't mind to play for sure as an SP2. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's thrown around 80 pitches in both starts. So it's not like he hasn't thrown the pitches. He just hasn't thrown the pitches well. So, like, right. <laughs> um, right. you know, that's always, a, that's always a problem with Sean Newcomb. But uh, do you have any interest in the Blue Jays' bats? Um, I'm trying to find nuggets, man, but I just – I don't see anything that suggests that I, I have to have them like – Maybe even though I know Newcomb has pretty much, you know, been um, been been a uh, been a heavy ground ball guy to righties, you know, maybe a little bit of Vlad, you know, if you if you think he can get a hold of one, Atlanta is you know somewhat of a, a hitter's park now, uh, but that's about it. I don't really see anything that that's jumping off the page that suggests that I really, really, really need to need to hammer these guys. I mean you kind of look at what Nuke has been throwing and none of these guys have really high contact numbers outside of Vlad, like Vlad's at 92%. Um, and, but, and he's the only one that has a pretty low whiff percentage. Like everyone else is in the 20. So I, I, I don't think I need to play any Toronto today. All right. Yeah. I'm, 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 the way that I would play Toronto if I'm like mass multi-entering is stacking them, like not Sean Newcomb, will struggle with command every once in a while. So you're potentially getting runners on base and you're taking advantage of it with a few big hits. Um, so for that reason, like Sean Newcomb, slightly interesting to stack against in tournaments. But overall, like, I think it's a boom-bust spot both ways. Um, Atlanta, um, any interest here in the Atlanta bats? Yeah, I, I've got some slight interest, man. I think, you know, if – if Ryu is pitching as bad as we think, right? If, if, if we think he's really been pitching bad, then I, I think we get exposure to these guys. 
Uh, you know how I feel about recent trends. Um, and that's something I, I, I like to look at. And the crazy thing about it is when I'm looking at Ryu's, his ground ball rate is down from his normal, his normal trend. So he's usually at about 50%. And uh, excuse me, I hit my microphone there. So if you heard that, sorry, listeners. Uh, now he's down to about 38%. Uh, line drive percentage is up about 7%, and the fly ball rate is up about 3%. So, you know, when I'm looking at those things, and then outside of that, um, he's given up about 10% more hard contact than his normal trend. So, you know, with these things combined, I I, I really think this might be a spot where uh, the Braves can kind of get off here at what, what may be uh, uh, slightly lower ownership than it should be. All right. Yeah, I like all that. Um, I don't hate it. Like, you know, both these pitchers, if they're pitching off, like, you know, you could take advantage of either one of these stacks because the upside is certainly there. Um, we we continue to move on. The Yankees and Phillies, second, their, their doubleheader is on the slate. So we'll go Cubs, Royals, you Darvish against Chris um, Bubbick. Um, any interest here in Darvish? Yeah, I, I like Darvish. Uh and like you said, this is probably going to be the decision. Do you play Darvish? Do you play Clevenger? Um, if there was a way to get them both, maybe that would be fun as well. We'll have to kind of kick that around after after the show. But, you know, kind of had a rough start against Milwaukee, and then we saw once again against Pittsburgh, uh, was able to go out there and have a pretty dominant performance. One of the things that I really enjoyed about that performance, only gave up two hits and one walk. I mean, if we're going to get, you know, that type of – performances those type of performances uh from you darvish then look out uh that's going to be the you darvish we know and love from the second half of the season last year um you know overall me 30 percent k rate on the season right now like i said no i know it's only had two starts but 30 percent k rate 2.37 xpip um and then if you compare that to the past two seasons Pretty much right in line, 31.3% and 3.45 XFIP. I think this is a, a good spot for him. You know, he's got some strikeouts in this lineup with Soler, you know, O'Hearn, Mondesi, if he plays. Uh, so I, I, I like him here. I, I think this is a good spot for him. Yeah, I like the spot too. Um, I think, like, there's plenty of options on the slate up to- towards the top, but I do think Darvish – um, sets his up, sets himself up as one of the top options for sure. You look at this lineup up and down, and there's just not a lot of guys outside of Solaire that can beat you deep. Um, so, like, you know, Darvish throwing junk, I, I think he has massive strikeout upside here. Um, you know, Chris Bubbick on the other side of this game, you know, this is top prospect in this organization, this kid. I was shocked he got called up so fast. Um, Royals are not playing around. They're they're letting their young guys come up and play this season, which it's a 60-game season. Why not, Will? Like, let him get some experience, right? Like, this guy led the minors in strikeouts last season um, in high A ball. Um, you know, I don't – don't get ahead of yourself. Not in double A, not in triple A, high A ball. So, um, he's a lefty with good stuff. You know, you look it up and down this Cubs lineup, there's a lot of strikeouts um, against left-handed pitching. Can you make an argument for playing Chris Bubbick here? I, I think it's a flyer. I think it's okay. I mean, the thing that interests me, Stevie, in, in terms of him against this team, you mentioned the strikeouts. But, you know, when a guy's got a 72.7% ground ball rate, you know, Babbitt should be in his favor most of the time, you know. Hopefully guys won't just be poking through singles and doubles the whole game, but I, 
I think it's a flyer, you know, I, I think it's perfectly okay. Like you said, especially with these K numbers, I mean, you're looking at Baez, and obviously we know these guys can send them across the across the fence. Don't get me wrong. But Baez at 26.4%, Contreras at 27, Schwarber at 29, Bote at 27, Suze at 50%, uh, and Ian Happ at 34. I mean, he could easily mow down at least half of those guys and get there if he, you know, plays, you know, four to five innings. So as a flyer, I don't hate it, especially with that pretty high ground ball percentage. Yeah, I think like max 85 pitches for him. I don't think they're going to let him go more than like 85 in a start the whole year. I could be wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Never problem admitting when I'm wrong, but I would say 85 pitches for him um, would be a max, but at 6,400, 85 is fine. Um, So I don't hate it. But, like, if you're playing him on some teams, I would definitely, like, hedge with, um, you know, some Cubs stacks or, like, Baez as a one-off, Contreras as a one-off, Chris Bryant's back, him as a one-off, like, or a stack, like a three-to-five man. Like, there's plenty of ways you can get exposure to both sides of this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm i I'm not as interested in the Cubs. Now, now if the – and listen – if for some reason, and I'm, I'm trying to look at this, I was trying to get to it right then. For some reason, if the wind happens to be blowing out or something. Then this is in Kansas City. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. It's that, I'm, I'm it's looking, that flip-flop. Yeah. That's what threw you off. Yeah. It threw me off. I looked before the show. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, anyway, we don't have to worry about that. But, um, yeah. I, I don't I don't think I'm going to have too many Cubs. And I was trying to look for one. If, if there was one Cub I was going to play, it would actually be Anthony Rizzo. Like, he's the one Cub I trust pretty much in any matchup is, is Anthony Rizzo. He'll be really low on to $5,400 at first base. Lefty, lefty. Nobody would play him on the slate. Um, as far as the Royals go, like, I'll keep saying it. Soler is a one-off is fine. But outside of that, I don't have a ton of interest in this team. Yep, Pass. Uh, moving on, we got uh, the Brewers and the White Sox. Adrian Hauser against Dallas Keuchel. Um, any interest here in Hauser? Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, you know, Milwaukee, one of the things I like about Milwaukee is they've got a pretty young pitching staff right now, and they're kind of letting these guys go. And, I mean, I, I feel like Hauser's respectable. You look in this lineup, there's some Ks to be had. You know, 25.1% K rate between last season and this season so far, 3.68 X FIP. You know, I like guys that are going to keep the ball on the ground at about 55%. So, you know, he's a guy that I like. Uh, pretty much pretty much death to righties in terms of uh, uh, that ground ball rate, 63.8%. So, you know, he's a guy I really like, and it's mostly because he's throwing that sinker. And so, you know, you look at this team in terms of sinkers, they've got pretty good contact numbers. But then you go and look at the ground ball rates, and they're all on the ground, so or mostly on the ground. So I like him here. I, I think he, I think he's an okay option. Yeah, like you know, White Sox they they have a lot of strikeouts in this lineup, so I think he's definitely in play here. Um, and I'm I'm someone that's been playing the White Sox a lot. And then you got Dallas Keuchel on the other side of this game. You know, Milwaukee's lineup looks like poop, but Ooh. Dallas Keuchel just doesn't strike anybody out. Like if you want a guy. It's going to go out and throw like six efficient innings here, but not break the <laughs> slate. Dallas Keuchel is probably your guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I don't even really have to say much after that. 
another extreme ground ball guy, except he doesn't have the strikeout upside. So there you have it. Uh, let's talk bats for the Brewers. Um, anything standing out to you here? Not really, man. I mean, just too many strikeouts. I, I was trying to find something. I was hoping there was going to be one guy that, I mean, could just set it on fire for us. But I, I, I don't have anything, man, that I, that I feel like is, is worth it. Because with him throwing the sinker, keeping the ball on the ground, no, they, they just don't have much. No one has the power numbers. They don't have the uh, uh, the average distance. I mean, Ryan Healy, maybe, but his whiff percentage is up there. So I, I, I think it's a pass on this offense for me. Yeah, like – you know, if I'm going to target guys here, it'd be Healy's fly ball rate. It'd be Jerko's fly ball rate. It'd be Smoke's fly ball rate. It'd be Garcia or Pena's power. Um, like, Yelich yeah, against a ground ball pitcher, I can't pay this price. Lefty-lefty against a ground ball guy. Like, I love Yelich. I play him a lot. But this is – they need to – this is a day that, like, I'd be happier to see Yelich out of the lineup getting a day off um that way like he can't beat me later in the game um but <laughs> i i don't hate the brewers here man they, they're they're pretty cheap like they have some cheap options here you know obviously i like cheap catchers you know pina's 2900 so i don't mind taking a few of these guys but mostly one-offs um white Sox bats listen you know outside of moncada maybe grandal like i don't really want to typically look at like a right-handed bat against Hauser from what we've seen so far. Yeah, not at all. And that's one of the things I touched on earlier, man. Just, I mean, to righties, just let me give you these numbers. I know I talked about it already, but, you know, averaging of 124 ISO, average hit distance of about 116 feet, K percentage 24.9, only walking 5.8%. But that ground ball rate, man, 63.9%. And the fly ball rate is 16.7% only giving up 33% hard contact. I I, I don't think I'm going to have many uh, or any White Sox. And listen, this is a high upside team. I'm, I will say that, but I don't think I want to tr- try it against Hauser, who's a pretty good pitcher. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything to add on that. Giants, Rockies, Logan Webb, John Gray, um, Coors. You know, John Gray is a good pitcher, but – any interest in either one of these guys in cores? Um, I listen. So John Gray is kind of my kryptonite because in my mind, I always feel like he's a whole lot better than what he shows us. But I don't think he's necessary on this slate. And obviously, we know that the pricing on these guys is never extravagant because they're in cores, which is why I usually end up playing them because I'm like, man, John Gray is too cheap for you know what I feel like his his performance could be. But when you got Hauser and you got some of these other guys, I just don't think it's necessary. So while I do like John Gray, uh, it's it's still going to be a pass for me. Yeah, I'm a huge John Gray guy, and I'm not playing him here. And then Logan Webb, he has some talent, but this is not the spot. Any Giants bats that you like here? Yeah, I mean, I like a few. I like a few of them, man. And let me say this too, because you know I'm a guy that. I don't really play Coors, but but this reason, but this season Coors is kind of teeing off most of the time, uh, you know. And I've got my reasons for why I avoid them, but you know, I, I think 
I, I think, you know, Dickerson, Yastrzemski, I think, you know, those guys could be okay. Brandon Bell, I definitely think the lefties would be uh, better than the righties just because he's going to walk them a lot more. I mean, he's walking lefties at about 11.8%. Uh, you know, the, the line drive percentages is at 25%. While the fly ball rate may not be there, between the walks and the line drives, we know this is a good part for doubles. So, I, you know, I, I think they could maybe squeeze a few extra doubles out of there and uh, he could get in some trouble really fast. So, you know, those are those are some of the guys I like. Um, you know, when you kind of pull up the numbers, you look, he's throwing pretty high heat, uh, about about 95-mile-per-hour velocity, uh, you know. And, and so, but Alex Dickerson, while he doesn't have the contact numbers, boy, does he have the ISO numbers. 529 ISO, uh, average distance of 340 feet. Ground ball rate at 9%. So when he hits the – if he makes contact, Alex Dickerson is probably a prime-time candidate for this ball to leave the yard tomorrow. So I, I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, Yaz. Yaz just keeps – you know, he keeps hitting the ball hard. So, um, listen, I don't mind the Giants. It's cores. Gray's a good pitcher, but it's just not the same in cores, and we talk about it all the time. Uh, you know, the Rockies on the other side of this game, I, I think they are the best stack on the slate. They're also going to be one of the highest, if not the highest, owned team on the slate. Like, you know, it's it's the Rockies and cores against the righty. It's hard not to like these guys. Yeah, for sure. And and the one thing, man, it, I, I like to look at contact numbers and, and all that stuff because that really helps me, you know, try to narrow down those, those uh, the decisions that I make between certain players here and there. You know, if I'm kind of stuck, I'll kind of look at contact and stuff like that, and that, that can kind of help me whittle it down. But, you know, when I look at these contact numbers, most of this team, or at least the heart of this team, Story Blackman, Arnado Murphy, 80%, 85%, 80%. Daniel Murphy, 98.55% contact, people. This is ridiculous uh, in terms of his fastball. So I Daniel Murphy is one of my favorite plays on the slate. Uh, doesn't have the power. So, so much, but when, when you're getting 98.5% contact with those few guys in front of you, I mean, this just feels like an easy day for Daniel Murphy to hit, you know, two or three doubles and have four RBIs and, and, and be a slate breaker. So, I, Daniel Murphy, one of my favorite plays on this slate, hands down. All right. Moving on, we got the Rangers and Athletics, Kyle Gibson against Sean Manaya. Um, any interest here in Gibson? Uh, slightly, um, just because there are a few strikeouts in this lineup as well. You know, Lariano, Olsen, Chapman, Connor, Chris Davis, who's turning into – the Chris Davises are just starting to become twins, aren't they? They they can't hit a ball to stay – and I know Chris Davis hit a bomb like two slates ago or, or last night. I can't remember what slate it was, but I think it might have been last night. But, boy, these guys – Man, they're just not hitting the ball well. But And then you got Murphy at the bottom at 27.3. So because of these K rates, that's got me slightly interested in Gibson. Uh, you know, th throws a sinker. Uh, these guys have pretty good contact in spots. But overall, as a team, I, I still think he, he's an okay play. So I think if you're multi-entering, you sprinkle, you sprinkle him in your player pool. Um, yeah, like my only issue with him is he doesn't blow the ball by anybody and he generates a lot of ground balls, um, with sinkers and like, 
I've talked about it many times on this podcast over the last year or two. Oakland Athletics can hit sinkers, and they hit them hard. You look at up and down, almost 40% hard hit rates against sinkers throughout this whole yeah. lineup. Um, yeah, you're going to see ground balls, but you start looking into, like, the average distance on how they hit the sinkers, like, it, it gets um, definitely oh, juicy yeah. here. So we're going to talk about the Oakland stack in a minute. Um, Sean Manai on the other side of this game, you know, facing Texas, I, I think it's a it's a good boom bust spot. You know, you are I think the biggest concern with Sean Manaya is just how many pitches are they gonna let him go? Fifty five in his first start, sixty nine in his second start. Um if you could tell me Sean Manaya was gonna throw ninety pitches here, I would I would have a ton of interest. Um what's your thoughts on Manaya? Yeah, I mean I, I feel the same way. You know, you talk about the pitch count. I'm thinking maybe he gets up to 80 to 85 pitches. 80 seems more more like it though, in my opinion, just based on kind of the track he's on. How, how do you feel? How do you feel about that? I, I'm thinking 80 pitches tomorrow's his cap. Oh, I wouldn't. I'd be shocked if he goes over 80. And the only reason I could see him going over 80 is if he's pitching just lights out. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking 80 pitches. So if I'm thinking 80 pitches. Uh, I think Sean Manaya has got to get the X button for me. Yeah, I don't – normal circumstances, Sean Manaya pitching deep, I have a ton of interest in this spot. Um, I'm not going to play more than three lineups on each side here. So, like, I'm not going to get into that MME getting some, like, exposure to Manaya. Um, if you want to take the risk, if he's pitching on, he could dominate this team. Um, so, there's that. Uh, let's talk bats. Anything standing out to you for Texas? Um, not in particular. I mean, you know, he's throwing mostly fastball, which is weird because his fastball velocity is roughly 89 miles an hour. Uh, so, you know, I guess in that regard, you look at some of these guys like you, you look at a Todd Frazier who – while the the whiff percentage is at about 29%, the contact is at 70%. If he makes contact, he's got a 500 ISO, 100% hard hit rate, average exit velocity of 97.75, and uh, a distance of 371. I, I think if you're going to play anybody from this team, uh, I, I think it's Todd Frazier. And, I mean, it, it seems like it's going to line up for him to send one across, out of the park. I mean – Gosh, that that's incredible. So so Todd Frazier has a one-off today, I think, could really be viable. Yeah, the other guy I want to mention is Chirinos. Um, he profiles really, really well against Sean Manaya. So, like, if you want a cheaper catcher, I think Chirinos is in play here. Um, on the Oakland side, do you have any interest here in Oakland? Um, like I said, it's not my favorite uh, stack of the day. Uh, especially in Oakland. Look, they've been playing fine. Uh, they played really well in Seattle. But uh, I think um, – I don't think I'm going to have a whole lot of Oakland guys today. Yeah, like, their pricing should keep people off of them again. And, like, I was saying, like, I love the upside of facing sinkers here. They're going to hit – they're going to hit Gibson hard. Like, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to hit Gibson hard. It's just what's going to happen – um, you know, is it going to be ground balls? Are they going to be able to get it out of Oakland? Uh, so I think the stack is viable in tournaments. Um, 
definitely on my list today. Dodgers and Padres, Ross Stripling against Garrett Richards. Um, any interest here in Stripling? No. Um, so, look, I'll get to that in a second. Now, I, I, I like Stripling, but I, I don't think I'm going to have any exposure to him today. Yeah, my only my only issue with Stripling is, like, I feel like you need really good strikeout stuff against this Padres lineup because they have a ton of power like throughout this lineup, they got a bunch of good hitters in this lineup. And even like Cronenworth, like he's been called up and he's been hitting the ball really hard too. So like, I, I worry about this spot for stripling and it's not like, you know, we're, we're paying a ton of money for stripling. Like he's 7,800. He's already shown both of his starts. He'll go over 85 pitches. So if he's pitching well, the upside is there. Um, I just, there's so many guys in this range. That I like a little bit more. And then Garrett Richards on the other side of this game, like Garrett Richards is a guy that can go out and have really good games. Um, you know, we saw Lamette pitch brilliant, um, you know, against the Dodgers on Tuesday. I, I still will live and die by my rule of just not playing right-handed pitchers against the Dodgers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm with you hundred percent. I don't, I don't think it's a great idea. Um, and, and like you said, Lamette has been great, but, yeah, not, not wrong slate, man. Just wrong slate. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I just can't do it. Any, Dodgers, any interest in the Dodgers bats? Well, I have tons of interest. And the reason I have tons of interest is this is probably one of my favorite spots in the night, especially when they're playing in San Diego. And, uh, you know, they're playing at nine, which is slightly later than – some of the early games, and people know to play the Dodgers, but it's not like when the Dodgers go to Atlanta or if they're on, on the East Coast, you're getting them early. I mean, we're getting them, you know, later than than, than the rest of the games, and uh, I, I, I just love this team, man. I mean, I know that, that Richards is, is throwing high heat, but it really doesn't matter. Most of these guys are above a 200 ISO, uh, you know, got a fair amount of guys that are making good contact. Uh, so I, I like it a lot here. It's just, you know, I, really this team top to bottom, man, is just so good. Uh, and I'm not exactly sure about the complete lineup they'll run out, but I'm assuming Betts is going to play. I'm assuming Belger's going to play. I'm assuming Turner's going to play. I'm assuming Muncie's going to play. I'm assuming Seeger's going to play. And Jock, and then maybe they play Kiki, or maybe they, they do something different. But top to bottom, man, I, I think you just kind of – take your pick with this team and roll it from there. Listen, there's a few teams, Dodgers, Twins, Astros, Yankees. You can stack them every day against any pitcher. Garrett Richards has stuff. Like, he's not going to go out here and look awful, but anybody's hittable, and obviously it's one of those guys that, you know, is just a ton of upside here when he's, you know, this team in general. Well, the Um, problem is he's going to walk. He's going to walk some lefties. Like, he's yep. going to probably walk, I would say, two or three lefties in the first two or three innings. Wouldn't you agree? And I mean, he's, that's, that's going to give him a free pass right there. And then, you know, if imagine if he walks Muncie, that tips a single, and then Bellinger knocks out of the park in the first. Like, that's, that's how I view this start going with Garrett Richards. Something similar to that, which is what gets him in trouble. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you there. No, you're good, bud. You're good. Um, 
Padres, bats, anything standing out to you here for the Padres? Well, I'm glad you mentioned it, man. This this is something I kind of did want to point out. You know how I feel about uh, their numbers, and they are at home. Um, I just – this team right now is averaging the most runs in the league. Now, part of that, uh, they did have a, have a series in Coors, so obviously I'm not – I'm not going to overlook that. They're averaging 6.33 runs on the road. But I, but still, they're averaging 5.2 runs at home. And that, that really caught me by surprise. So uh, I think this is, a, this is a team I almost view like the White Sox of old, except they're actually going to probably win a few more games. I think this is a high upside team. I think this team is a, is a sneaky stack uh, on most nights. And so, you know, when I'm looking at Stripling and I'm looking at – uh, uh, the fact that he's probably going to throw mm, 85, 90 pitches. You know, what What if they touch him up a little bit and they get a little bit of early bullpen? Not saying that the Dodgers' bullpen is bad, but Fernando Tatis has a 90% contact rate and a 600 ISO on this 90-mile-per-hour fastball. And that's not the only one he's throwing. Obviously, his knuckle curve or his slider is probably going to be a strikeout pitch. But if they let's just say, let's say they decide to sit fastball. Tati, 600 ISO. Grisham, 700 ISO. Machado, 300 ISO. Pham, 400 ISO. I mean, this team at the top of this order, man, really high power numbers, which is why I think they're scoring so many runs. So, uh, sneaky stack on this snake slate for me, man, is the San Diego Padres. Listen, I'm not going to um... – I'm not going to hate on it. Like, I've talked about how much I've been impressed watching Gresham at the plate, you know, the few times that I've gotten to watch him. So, um, definitely, definitely don't hate that call. And I love low-owned stacks that are late at night, too. So, Ooh, it feels so good. Astros and Diamondbacks. We got Lance McCullers against Robbie Ray. Um, any interest here in McCullers? Yeah, I, I don't mind McCullers. I mean – I think this is a respectable spot for him. Obviously, um, you know, you look at his two starts here, a tale of two starts. Obviously, he had a start against Seattle. Uh, gave up five hits and three walks. So, obviously, Babbitt was on his side, only gave up two earned runs. Six strikeouts got the win. And then we look at his start against against the Angels, four innings pitch, six hits, four walks. Four strikeouts, gave, gave up four uh, earned runs. So, uh, I think in this spot, I, I think he could be okay. I don't think he's a must play by any means, but I think if he's got the curveball going, uh, he could definitely dial up some strikeouts. So I don't, I don't hate him. Um, I, I think he's just okay. No, nothing special. Yeah, like all right, third start of the season. I think like all right, this is your time to shine. You know, you're facing the Arizona team that. If we just switch over and look at, like, some of these 2020 numbers for this team, they have been atrocious. Um, mm-hmm. Still not striking out a ton, but just not doing anything. Like, they – the lineup is underwhelming anyway, and then you start digging into, like, their numbers and how they're hitting the ball this year. It's just – it's very bad. I think, like, Calhoun has, like, a 160 BABIP, and Escobar has, like, a 160 BABIP on the season. Like, they're going to turn their seasons around. Um the balls just start falling for them. The only reason I know that is I was looking into it um, a little bit against Javier on, on Tuesday, but I think McCullers is fine, but if McCullers is going to be this like chalk pitcher in this range, you know, I'll probably be underweight. There's so many guys in this range. Like 
we've talked about that like I, I like more than him so um and, and like one guy we haven't even talked about yet that i like more than him so if he's gonna be chalk i don't i don't love it and then on the other side you got robbie ray who robbie ray is 6500 robbie ray is a strikeout walk or home run guy um like it's just no there's no in between on this guy <laughs> yeah and, and you know that's the beauty of playing robbie ray robbie ray does have a uh, special spot in my heart uh, because he did help me take down a pretty a pretty significant tournament. So I don't I don't ever mind playing a little bit of Robbie Ray. You know, there's this rumor going around that you only play Robbie Ray when he's not chalky, uh, and it's probably not even a rumor. It's probably true. Here's what I will say: We talked about 2020. Robbie Ray's got a 7.12 x trip right now, uh, walking guys at a 20% clip, which is pretty much about double from what we're used to with him. We're always used to Robbie Ray kind of being in that 8 to 10% range. And so, you know, this season right now, uh, maybe he's just getting unlucky. I still think he has the strikeout stuff. Uh, and But then I go to Houston, you know, Altuve striking out at 50%, Correa at 28 uh, you know, Maldonado at 30%. So he's got a few strikeouts if he can get going. I'm just really afraid that we might see bad Robbie Ray. I want to play Robbie Ray, but I'm just not sure if I can with the way he's been pitching to start the season. Yeah, if you're on the fence, a lot of options on the slate. And, like, Madison Wilmogardner looked awful before we got rolling here and, like, looked even worse as we got rolling. Um, so, like, this bullpen's going to be a little tax. So, you know, let's talk Houston bats here. Like, when Ray's not pitching well, he's not pitching well. He still has strikeout stuff, but this seems like a spot we we're going right back to the well on the Houston stack. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think this is a great time to go back to the, to the well. Uh, we know Robbie Ray is going to pretty much go fastball slider. Uh, that's pretty much going to be his pitch, pitch mix the whole way through. Uh, this lineup has good righties, good lefties. Uh, so I, I'm really intrigued here. You know, obviously a guy like Alex Bregman with high contact numbers, low whiff numbers, high hard contact numbers, 615 ISO, man. Uh, this is a primetime spot for him. Same thing with Altuve. I know he's struck out a bunch this season so far, but overall, man, 889 ISO. Now, you know, I, I just think those two guys are going to be primetime players for your stack. And if you're doing that, you might as well just throw in George Singer, uh, George Springer as well. Uh, doesn't have the same ISO numbers, but he's got 81% contact, 42.86% uh, hard hit rate on uh, Robbie Ray's average velocity fastball. So I, I think those two, those three guys, you, you definitely definitely want to try to get in your stack if you want if you're going to stack this team. Yeah, I, I like all of them. Um, you know, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Gary L, Correa, all these guys strike out at low clips outside of Springer, um, have plenty of power, and they all hit the ball really hard. So, this team is really cheap on FanDuel, by the way. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're incredibly underpriced on FanDuel. Yeah, the one thing, like, that I want to note, too, is, like, the bottom of this order is always low-owned. Like, it's not anything that's going to be sexy, you know, Tucker, Toro, Maldonado, you know, but I'm all for playing, you know, the bottom just to get some low ownership too, so. Yes. Um, any Arizona bats that you like here? 
Nah, nothing really stood out. I don't I don't think I need an Arizona bat to win a tournament. So definitely gonna be a pass. Yeah, if you don't believe in McCullers, I could see stacking them, but it's you're you're hoping you're on the right side of, you know, Escobar and Calhoun's Babbitt, the Marte brothers. Um like <laughs> Well listen yeah. and listen and I know we gotta move Stevie, but I, I, I will say this, man, Keitel Marte has really turned his career around. I mean, oh yeah. If if he could get on a contender, he could be. I mean, he could be a difference maker for a contender. I mean, I I really like what he's done with his career, man. He he's probably one of my favorite, you know, turnaround players that's playing right now. I really like it. They're not actually related, by the way. I just like. Oh, I, you know. I know, I know. No, I know. I just. <laughs> I'm. I didn't want like 15 tweets tomorrow. Like I know they're not related. I was just making like <laughs> they had the same last name <laughs> um angels and mariners dylan bundy marco gonzalez um i like bundy a lot he's a top oh, arm for man. me on the slate Woo! like seattle stinks they strike out at such a high clip this lineup is really boomer bust like I-, I think dylan bundy has massive upside on the slate oh yes he does uh, so glad we got to this game last game of the night Stevie, we, we might be able to hold off all of the early games and just attack these late games. This, I mean, this could be – Don't fade Minnesota. Late... Well, no, <laughs> obviously. But I'm, saying, I'm saying just in general, just in general, this could be a really, really, really uh, uh, midnight hammer. This just could be the midnight hammer. I mean, Dylan Bundy, I mean, honestly, I feel like Dylan Bundy is probably – one of my favorite pitchers on the slate. Uh, if you look at it, and, and look, I look, I wanted to, to talk about this season, and I, I try to look at this season a little early just to kind of give me an idea of, hey, let's just see where he's at. Guess what? Nothing's really changed, but the K rate is up. He's at 31.3%, 4.21x FIP, only walking guys at a 4% clip. Look, he's got a 26% ground ball rate right now, 26% line drive rate, a 46% fly ball rate. and Obviously, I don't like that completely, but when you're looking at a team and you've got one, two, three, four guys above a 30% K rate on this team, two guys, and a, the two additional guys over 25%, and an additional guy over 20% that's going to be in the lineup, this is just so juicy uh, for Dylan Bundy. And so you have Dylan Bundy who's got the numbers, and then you look at the innings he's pitching, the pitches he's putting up. I mean, he pretty much came out of the gate firing. has hit six innings, both starts, uh, let the good times roll, uh, has already faced this team once, mowed him down, six innings pitch, four hits, two walks, eight strikeouts, gave up three earned runs. Maybe he, maybe they don't give up. Maybe he doesn't give up any runs this time. Either way, I think Dylan Bundy's a stud for this slate. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, and then the other side, Marco Gonzalez, low strikeout pitcher, going up against a team that doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. Yeah, no interest for me. That's going to be a no. Uh, as far as the bats go from the Angels, like Trout and Rendon are obviously in really good spots, but the pricing on Pulhos stands out to me. 3700 for a guy that just keeps hitting. Like, you know, we want to keep riding off Albert Pulhos, but – you know, he homered on Sunday. He homered on Tuesday. Like, he just he, – he is 
A Hall of Famer for a reason. Yeah, man. I, I like Albert Krujos. This is another stack uh, that, that I think you want to get exposure to uh, in this game. Anthony Rendon, man, just murdering, murdering sinkers. Uh, 5'10 ISO, 59% hard contact, 91% contact rate in terms of, you know, actually put, making contact with the ball. I just One of my favorite plays on the slate, man. Anthony Rendon. Um, yeah. And then the Seattle bats, <laughs> I got nothing. They'll be yep. low owned. Uh, that, that's all I got. Hey, put them in your lineup and pray, but I won't be playing them. Let's talk morning grind game. And then we're going to get out of here. Give me a guy under eight K to get six or more strikeouts on the slate. Well, I think if we're going to do that, I'm, I'm going to go let, – let's see if this trend holds, right? Let's, let's see if this trend holds. Give me Adrian Hauser. All right. How cheap is he? I'll let you have him. That's fine. Cheating a little with the over 100, but I'll let you, I'll let you have him. Don't worry. Um, I'm going to take – like I'm, I'm really debating on um, Dobnek. I guess that that's not the best matchup for strikeouts. Um, give me Chris Bubick. Give me the young kid. Got it. Uh, over eight K to score under fifteen. Who's your bust today? I think I'm gonna go. Even though I think he could get there. I'm going to go Lance McCullers. I like that. He's probably going to be popular, too. Um, I'm going to go Ryu, second highest price pitcher on the slate, going up against the Braves. Um, over a 4K, not in cores to hit a home run. Who do you got? Another tough one, my man. See, I thought you were going to snap answer me and take my guy. No, nah, give give me Alex Bregman. All right, give give, give me Alex Bregman. I, I I think I think that's the play. I was originally going to say Anthony Rendon, but nah, I, I'm letting him go. <laughs> yeah, that's who I thought you were going to take. I'm going to take Max Kepler at forty one hundred. The the most I like it price player on the slate. I like it. Oh, man, Minnesota is cheap. Minnesota might actually be chalk because they're so cheap. Um, under 4K to get two hits, who do you got? Oh, man, Todd Frazier. I, I talked about Todd Frazier earlier. Todd Frazier's my guy today. I, I like him as a one-off. Yeah, you better hope he hits two home runs. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> <with> some... <laughs> um, I'm going to take. I'm gonna go double twins here. I'm going to go Polanco under 4K to get two hits. I, again, I think that's the... too easy. That's too easy. Minnesota is like way underpriced. Yeah, they are. Um, give me a stack to score six or more. Okay, I'm going to try to get away from Minnesota, and I'm going to try to get away from Coors, right? That's kind of my, my aim here. So give me the hometown Braves against Ryu, who's really struggling right now, taking the hometown Braves. 
I'm going to go with the slumping Indians. Um, Ooh, good call. I, I, think I, like it. I like it. I think it's just a matter of time. So I'm going to go with the Indians today. Uh, Will, it's early. Any over-unders or anything uh, against the spread? Anything that's standing out to you here? <sighs> well, you know, I, I, let's, let's, let's do this. If I think the Braves are really going to route this route, Ryu, I'm going to take the over. Let's let's say the Braves score eight, eight, eight or nine runs. They'll hit the over easy. Let, let's let's take the over in that Braves game. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, there's not a ton of lines out right now. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's one that really stands out to me, and I'm going to go on sharp side and see if I can lock it in. But the Brewers are dogs plus 125 right now um i like the brewers to beat the white Sox in this one so and i've been picking on the brewers a lot so i'm gonna go in sharp side i'm gonna try to lock that in now as my lock bet um i have washington money line for tuesday it's looking somewhat good uh, if that game ever restarts so will any final thoughts before we get out of here Nah, man. Hey, take care of yourself, brother. Uh, I, I know it's not like a major procedure, but get you some rest and uh, hey, let's make some money, people. Yeah, don't worry about that. There's going to be no problems with that. So uh, I'm ready, <laughs> ready to go get some sleep for sure. But that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking some more baseball. We'll be talking some basketball on, on the NBA pod. Um, so make sure you guys are checking that out as well. He is Chief Justice 06. I'm Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.